Hello, welcome to the Good Dumps Podcast, GDH Podcast on Twitter. My name is G-Man, I'm the guy with all the stats and who hates the referees, and then joining me is the man, the myth, the legend, I hate when people fucking do that, Callahal is here. <laughs> ah, good intro, bud. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking hate that. I was on the spot. I'm not the intro guy. I'm I'm sweating right now. And then I, had to I know throw in something that I fucking hate. I hate when dude the man, the myth, the legend. It's so fucking cheesy. I mean, come on. I've done some legendary stuff. It's all stupid, but it's pretty legendary <laughs> and drunk. <laughs> it's usually I've done a lot of cool stuff. I don't remember any of it, but it happened. I'm yeah. pretty sure. You know, I get the text the next day about how much of an asshole I was. Okay. So, starting off, well, okay, maybe we should talk a second about the the mysterious missing episode, episode six. Yeah, um, if you're wondering why it went from episode five to seven, we did record a whole episode six. It was pretty good. Um, uh, it was actually the first episode where Gerard's token the term comfy goalie. Oh, right, I forgot. I gotta explain the whole comfy goalie thing. Jesus. Yeah, so... Like I said, we need a t-shirt made with a goalie with, like, a blanket on. Yeah. And he could be comfy. Because I, I, I <laughs> to, to describe the goalies as comfy. Like, when, I don't know, like, I, I listen, I'm not a professional goalie or anything like that. But when I play hockey, I do play as a goalie. And I just feel like you can tell when, it, when a goalie is comfy. When he's, you know, he's comfortable in his net. And he's, you know, he's got the posts. He knows where everything is. And he doesn't, he doesn't scramble a lot. You know, I was talking about Mike Smith. And how a lot of the times he has to scramble because he's not in proper position or whatever. And that's the comfy goalie is a guy like Igor Shesterkin. Like he doesn't have a lot of flashy saves because he's in good position a lot of the time. That's the sign of a good goalie for me. Anyway, that's the whole thing. It was a lot better in the episode that we fucking lost. We, that Calibri's lost. I, I don't fucking lose shit. But the. Uh, uh, we had cyber gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the underpants gnomes from South Park, but. Yeah, it's like a distant cousin. But yeah, so the comfy goalie. It's like, it's like a goalie who just, he knows he's in good position. And he's comfy, that's all. And uh, and I want to see a picture of a goalie wrapped in a blanket. And then we're going to put it on a shirt and sell it to the three or four followers that we have. Yeah, so besides, uh, I'm sure the audio somewhere, it cannot be found. Maybe one day it will be recovered and <laughs> we can put it out as the lost episode. It's, it, we're going to, like, look back on it and be like, God, we're so fucking stupid. Like, hindsight's oh. always one of those terrible things. You can look back it's and be like, like oh, my idiot. God, I was so drunk during this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was sober for that one, believe it or not. All right, so I'm thinking, uh, all right, so we'll start off now that all the advancement. This is the thing, because the last episode we did, it was right in the smack dab in the middle, and we were given predictions, which, I mean, looking, I think... I maybe split half. I don't know. But we'll start. I would with... say I think we were about half. Yeah, I, I think that's probably about accurate. But either way. I think we uh, were right in the east and wrong in the west. Uh, uh, that might be right. I don't know. I know we split on a couple teams, too. Like, I didn't think that Calgary was going to win. I thought Dallas was going to take it. And listen, I don't know if you caught that game, but oh, my Lord. We'll, 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 we'll get to it. Um, let's start off with Colorado and St. Louis. All right. Um, I mean, this is a worst case scenario if you're St. Louis because Colorado, Colorado and seven, seven. I don't know, man. I, I, I think I talked about this in the lost episode, but as much as I have faith in the blues goaltending, the Colorado offense is just so good. And I don't know that, you know, I don't think St. Louis is a bad team, but I don't think they hold a candle to Colorado. So I, I think prediction wise, I'm giving, I'm definitely giving Colorado the win. I don't know if it even goes to seven games. I'd say maybe six. I, I, I would even like go as far to say five. And it, again, it's nothing against St. Louis, maybe a little bit, but Jordan Bennington is crushing it in the postseason, but his regular season was like moderate. You had Billy Huso who killed it in the regular season, but he hasn't been doing well in the postseason. Um, it'll be interesting. The Blues to are gonna. I think the Blues are gonna win the opening game, and then the Avalanche are gonna win the next two, 
and then it's just going to go there, and it's going to be a back and a little bit of a back and forth. Uh, because I, I just think that Colorado's been sitting for a little bit, so they might have a little bit of rust to knock off. But they have been using that time to get healthy too. So yeah, I think like if I was going game by game, right, the first two games are in Colorado, so I automatically want to give Colorado those games. Then maybe they go back to St. Louis, and of the two in St. Louis, they win one. And then they go back to Colorado and win it again. Um, so, yeah, I, I think absent five. And uh, the old, like the biggest, like, the key points of this matchup is uh, if you're St. Louis, you cannot take penalties. And uh, you really just have to hope that Bennington can hold it to, like, like, if you can hold Colorado to, like, two or three goals, that's doable. Because... St. Louis's offense looked pretty good against Minnesota. I blame that on Flurry a little bit, but I think that if if Bennington can play as he has played, then it, it'll be an interesting series. I just don't know that anybody is capable of that against how good Colorado's offense is. The defense is good too; it's underrated. And Darcy Kemper's got a pretty nice save percentage in the postseason nine three four. Definitely gonna be definitely gonna be an interesting one. What did you, who'd you say? Uh, abs in seven. Yes, abs and seven. Actually, yeah. I'm going to write this down this time. I mean, we already did that. I don't know. Maybe once we're done with the current predictions, we'll look at the... the you wrote those predictions down from the first week of the Cup, right? Uh, I have like half of them written down, to be honest. <laughs> that was the, the episode we were drinking, so can't be surprised by that. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, that was. I think that was in episode two in... No... Uh, no, that was like three or four, I think. Oh no! Yeah, we, I'm sure. we get we get drunk a lot during these episodes, guys. Yeah, people, hey, ladies. Yeah, whoever's listening. Yeah, or you know what? Let's keep it. <laughs> or however you self-define yourself, you know. Yeah. Uh, we don't judge whatever, here. Non-binary, whatever. Next yeah. round, uh, who do we got? <laughs> exactly. Calgary and Edmonton, the Battle of Alberta. Oh my god, I'm so hard for this. All right, so I fell asleep during the the <laughs> game seven, okay. and uh, when I fell asleep, Colorado uh, not Colorado fucking Calgary mm-hmm. was losing. So I was really surprised because they did not look good when they were down. But at the same yeah. time, Dallas looked slow. So, um, Edmonton, I'm. I'm not super surprised they moved on. Kind of happy they moved on because that stuff with the Make-A-Wish kid or whatever he is with the Oilers telling McDavid, like, you'll get him. I'm like, oh, I'm going to cry now. (laughs) Um, But Battle of Alberta, I think it goes to the Edmonton Oilers in six. Wow. Um, This is two for two on disagreeing because I I think Calgary is going to pull it out. And, uh, you know, if you have one guess why – uh, it's the goaltending. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> if you think of it this way, I had Edmonton losing to Los Angeles because of the goaltending, and they shut me up. Um, it, it, you know, Markstrom very, you know, quietly has the best goals against average in the league right now, which is good because Calgary really hasn't been like exploding offensively. He also just played Dallas. Yeah. yeah okay, but here's the thing, right? So I was just saying how Calgary really wasn't scoring a lot versus Dallas. Was that Calgary's offense, or was that Jake fucking o- uh, Jake Ottinger? Fuck me. Um, Dude, Ottinger kept them in that game for a long time. Bro, that kid looked. They hung him out to dry. I, I, they did, but all right. So you said it, right? They looked slow. That team's all fucking old guys. You know what I mean? They have a little bit of young talent, but like a lot of their guys are in their thirties. All right, and then you have. Calgary, who's a young team, they're skating around and doing all kinds of fancy bullshit and whatnot. So Calgary's offense didn't look great in the series against Dallas. But I don't blame that on Calgary's offense. I blame that on Jake Ottinger. So basically, you're going to have the offense of Calgary, which in my opinion is much better than the offense of Los Angeles, versus Mike Smith. Then you're conversely going to have the offense of Edmonton, which is very, very good, Versus the goaltending of Jacob Markstrom. It, it's it's kind of a crapshoot, but I think that Calgary's offense is going to explode in this next round. Because they were held 
by Jake Ottinger. It's like a dam. And Jake Ottinger was just sitting there with fucking 67 saves. I'm, I'm going to have to look because I, I, he had like 67 saves the other day. Poor Jake Ottinger. If you have that many saves in a game and you lose, that is devastating. Fucking Shesterkin had 77 saves. Let me see if this is right. I think, is Ottinger a free agent after this year? No, for real? He's young, though. Uh, yeah, he's a restricted free agent after this year. Okay, restricted. Oh, man. That's tough. So, you gotta you gotta pay the kid. <laughs> he's, he's due to get paid because I mean their backup is Scott Wedgwood if Ben Bishop isn't healthy healthy. No, no, no. Bishop retired. So you have Oh I totally forgot he retired. That feels like yeah. a million years ago. <laughs> you have uh Hudobin and Holpe. Those are their two guys. If and I don't, UFA. I was gonna say I have no idea what's going on with either of their contracts. So if if Holpe's a UFA, see you the fuck later. He had little spurts where he looked all right, but um, five dollars says he ends up back in Washington. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, dude. Washington's gonna be an interesting little goalie tandem they got going on because same thing, Vanacek and Samsono both looked good at different parts of the season. It's strange. So it's like, how do you decide right, which you, is your guy? Real quick, you got the Flames. Uh, how many games? Uh, I, I'll go with seven. I'll go with the. The safe bet because it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think that if again, gold. I mean, I think they have the coaching advantage. I'll give you. I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, and Sutter's been here before, like a lot. Like he's got two that cups. Muppet looking. <laughs> God, I hate him. I, I really? don't. I hate him because I only hate him because he coached the. And you should hate him too because I he know, coached I the. Know. Kings that defeated both of our teams in the Stanley Cup Finals. That's the I mean, thing. I, I the Devils could have like won game. in twelve, and the Rangers could have won in fourteen. The and we could both be happy. <laughs> the fact that the Rangers <laughs> made it, but now we're both just sad by the good grace of God. I, I, it was they were not the team that should have made the Stanley Cup that year, right? Like they got lucky. They had some things go their way, but give me a break, right? So yeah, uh, they were like the that. Montreal Canadiens of that year, exactly, or the St. Louis Blues of fucking what two or three years ago. Well, at least well, they won because they won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I think I think it'll be an interesting matchup, but I do see Calgary advancing, and it doesn't matter who advances because they have to play Colorado, and Colorado's going to fucking crush them. I think it, I think if any team has a shot at beat Colorado. St. Louis, St. Louis is a good bet, but I think the Oilers could do it. I don't know, but I would rather see the Avalanche. I just think that for the first time in ever, Avalanche has everything. You know, they have the goaltending. Kemper looks good. They have phenomenal defense, and they've always had good offense at least for the last like what six or seven years. So. You know, it's it's everything encompassed right now. They just fucking decimated the Predators. And if you think of it this way, Edmonton and Calgary both went to seven game series. Yeah, St. Louis went to six, but Calgary, or sorry, Colorado has uh, a lot of time. You know, just sitting, relaxing, and you know, I I see what you're saying about the rust, but I also think that that that's really good because these games they take a lot out of you. You got guys throwing checks, you getting tripped, you got fucking. Well, Run and they're the about to play a very heavy hitting oh, St. Louis Blues team. I believe they're still heavy hitting because I feel like that's been their identity for the last couple of years. Like they have a little bit of flash and they're they hit hard. I think again, the West is a crapshoot because I, I feel like I kind of talk shit about St. Louis. I don't think they're a bad team. All four of the teams that are there deserve to be there. There's no question there. Um, but. Again, I'm I'm already ahead of myself because I think Colorado beats St. Louis. I think Calgary beats Edmonton. I think Colorado beats uh, Calgary. All right. So what do you got for? So we just finished the Battle of Alberta, first one since mm-hmm. I think 1991. So almost 30 years since they met in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, now we got the Battle of Florida, who also hasn't been in the second round in I think 10, 20 years or something like that. It was like 96 or something crazy. I saw. This is very. Uh, this is other than obviously the Ranger series. This is the series I'm most excited to watch because I've this always is be so good. I've always loved the Panthers and a lot of their young guys. You know, and Claude Giroux looked pretty good for them right now. Um, 
you know, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but like, man, oh man, if you had the balls, I really want to see Spencer Knight start for Florida because I just, Bob is not doing it for me. Maybe after, you know, round one, he's kind of got some, some confidence in himself and he can kind of step up. But I mean, you already know that Tampa's, you, you know, from what I've watched over X amount of years, I feel like Tampa almost always has Florida's number. Um, I feel like in this year that changed a little bit, but you know that you're going up against Vasilevsky. And now, to be fair, Vasilevsky is actually a .897 save percentage right now. It's not the best numbers he's ever put up. But he did just beat a very talented Toronto team. So you got to have your fucking A game. Now, you know you can score, right? You know, your defense is, is okay. I, I'm not in love with, with Florida's defense, but you need lights out goaltending because there's also a very real possibility that Andre Vasilevsky just flips that switch and all of a sudden he's a fucking stud again. Well, this is the, this is the series where Bobrovsky has to earn his fucking supper. Oh, absolutely. He's got to prove he's worth this contract. If you even start him, like I said, if you have the balls, go with Spencer Knight. I've been saying it since the fucking playoffs started. And and I'll tell you this. I am really surprised that the Florida Panthers won the versus the Capitals. I really thought the Capitals were just gonna squeak into the second round and then just get decimated by Tampa. I I, I could have saw it, but I don't know, man. The Florida again, Florida is the oh, and back. then we got the Leafs losing in the first round again. Oh my god, dude, that is one of those. First off, I, I'm gonna do a little shout out here to Steve Dangle. Because I do watch him, and I think he's fucking hilarious. And, like, the dangits and stuff, that's all gold. I love it. But, man, he is going to have to eat some shit because he did his Stanley Cup predictions. He's a, he's a Maple Leafs fan, so I get it. They looked really good this year, and he predicted them winning the Stanley Cup. And, again, they didn't even make it out of the first goddamn round. It's like, oh, that has to be heart-wrenching. Like, it's such a shitty thing, especially because, like, since he is um, like an, I don't want to say influencer because that means it sounds so cheesy, but like since he's a YouTuber. No, but he, right? he for Sportsnet, he aims at the more that type of crowd. Like he's more into that stuff. He's not like on Sportsnet or like the Jeff Merrick show or anything or yeah, 32 no. Thoughts. Like well, he's not saying... as, uh, not as, not professional, but he's just like a younger demographic. Yeah, I just think that, like, all right, I was more of saying just because of his position, like, he does the, like, let's watch a Maple Leafs game, and you have to just sit there while, you know, probably, like, hundreds of people watch you, and you're just miserable because you're watching your team lose. They didn't, just, I I feel bad for him, honestly. Shout out to, uh, all right, I'm not sure, do you know who Greg Wyshynski is? Mm, No, I don't think so. All right, so he's the lead hockey writer at ESPN right now. Okay. And before that, he was with Yahoo, and he's been writing hockey forever. I listened to his podcast that was Puck Soup, but uh, currently not on it anymore because of some ESPN stuff. Uh-huh. Regardless, he also picked the Maple Leafs to win the Stanley Cup this year. God. And uh, Oh, and another bonus is he's from around our neck of the woods. Oh, he's in he's in New Jersey and Yeah, he's from like Matawan or something like that. Holy shit. That's close. And he yeah. picked the Leafs to oof. Rough. Well he he's realistic, but he doesn't hide his devil's fandom is one thing I like about him. Well, I I mean listen, like at the end of the day, like, you know, especially right now, like we're doing the Stanley Cup playoffs and my team is in the in the in the cup playoffs. So, you know, like We're I'll getting be, there. You know, I'll let you rant I'm about just, that. I'm just saying, like it's it's damn near impossible for me to hide my biases, so I might as well just you know embrace it and just be like, by the way, I'm a fucking Rangers fan. Well, yeah, and that's what I think we both do. Like, I don't think it's hidden that I'm a Devils fan and you're a Rangers fan. Yeah. I um, mean, we. All right, just a little background here. These are two people that went to a Carolina Hurricanes game, <laughs> sat right behind the bench. He wore, I think, a Lundquist jersey, and I wore a Brodeur jersey. Yeah, classy ass. And bro. yeah, so and people were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I think it's like, and we were literally like, it, "It's it was a Carolina 
Anaheim game. And of course it was when Carolina sucked. So the tickets were like $12 and like a goat. So we're sitting right behind Corey Perry. Like I can see the back of Corey Perry's head. And uh Dude, yeah, dude, we were sitting like behind Corey Perry the whole game. Like yeah. I I wanted to be his best friend, but he didn't want to be my best friend. Yeah, uh, could you believe it with the fucking devil's jersey on? <laughs> Who would have thought? But anyway, we're we're getting we're getting off uh topic. All right, uh, so anyway, I'm going to say it's going to be the Panthers in 6 games. Okay. I agree. But I think it'll be seven, because I think that Tampa Bay has shown that they're they're at the very least good at the bounce back, and a lot of I mean, is it really the away game if you're in the same fucking state? Like, well, that's like Alberta. They're in the same about Providence. I just fucking fumble fuck that. <laughs> like, you know, you're going from Florida to Florida, so the first two games are in Florida, but the other two games are in Florida. Like, I don't know. I guess being at home like might be nice, especially because the Panthers, in terms of attendance, it's been like 102% every single game. So it, it's probably nice to be in your own arena, in your own ice, like, you know. Um, but I think it'll probably Kodak go... Black clapping cheeks in the boxes. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, uh, Panthers, Tampa Bay, Panthers, Tampa Bay, Panthers... Panthers, Tampa, God, dude, fuck me. You know what <laughs> I mean. that accent, boys? Yeah, how do you, dude, try saying that. It's tough. But, you know, the fucking <laughs> cats will beat the Bolts, and it'll I back and barely forth. Say, I could barely talk two minutes ago. I ain't going to fucking yeah. try that. The best podcast ever, because we can't fucking speak. <laughs> uh, you want to hear two people with a mouthful of marbles try to talk about hockey? Good Dumps Podcast. <laughs> yeah, now on Amazon Music. <laughs> Yeah, so Panthers but, and seven. That's 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 my prediction. All right, this is gonna be my favorite series to break down. All right, yeah. So last game, or last series, the Carolina Hurricanes in the New York Hockey Rangers. Mm-hmm. Now, before I get into anything, I was rooting for the Rangers. I don't believe you. <laughs> yes, and I'll have to say. And there's one simple fact I, I was rooting for the Rangers. Because you want to see them because, lose to Carolina? <laughs> no, just because of the moment of, like, as soon as the game's on, I get a video call from this motherfucker, <laughs> and he just yells, Let's go! <laughs> like, pure enjoyment. Yeah. One of my favorite things ever. But Dude, I, I know that I know that feeling, and I love that and it didn't come at the expense of the devils so i'm accepting <laughs> of it but and at the same time on the flip side i am a hurricane stan i love everything they do oh. i love the players i love their social media it's fucking hilarious <laughs> and now you but, live uh, yeah i and now i'm in kakalaka so <laughs> i have a little bit of a bias sure but i would say they are exciting they're not super young, but they got a good mix. They got so, so many talented players on their team. Mm-hmm. And I am so glad they beat Boston. Yes. Because I think, oh, excuse me. Uh, I think that Carolina versus New York is going to be a way more interesting series. Yes. And I'm going to let you go first on this uh, for... If you want to talk about round one, go ahead. But if you want to break down the next round. Round one for the Rangers was a fucking shit show. I think that, like, it's so tough because I want to say things but not sound like a homer. But fuck it, I'll just say it anyway. I'm a fucking Rangers fan. Side question, how is Chris Kreider not the captain of that team? He's going to be. There's no way they don't hand him the fucking seat. He deserves it. He's fucking works hard. He's a mean motherfucker. Like, he and and him that and yell he, he let out when he oh my god, I heard that jersey, dude. I was like, bro, <laughs> that dude and that little bromance that him and Mika Zibanejad have. Mwah, I love it. I'm, I'm all about that life. And I think, all right, so, all right, all right so. I think that the series uh, versus Pittsburgh was a fucking train wreck. There was missed calls. 
There was bullshit calls. Dude, game seven, that high stick, fuck everybody. I don't care what anybody says, that was above the crossbar. And again, I, I don't care about biases, I don't care about shit. If you're not a fucking idiot, and you just look at it with no biases... That was a fucking... It's over the crossbar. I don't know how... I'm right. literally sitting there watching the game, and I was like, how does anybody think that this puck isn't above the crossbar? Like, am I fucking nuts right now? They're showing the replays, and to me, it was, like, incredibly apparent. And everyone else was like, yeah, I don't know. It could go either way. I'm like, no, it fucking can't. That, that puck is above the All crossbar. Right, so I'll tell you what I think about it, because as a non-biased fan, like, I don't like either team. I didn't like the I don't like the Penguins. I don't like the Rangers. And if the stadium blew up, that would have been awesome too. <laughs> but that's that's neither here nor there. When I saw that, I was so surprised it counted because it looked like a high stick, mm-hmm. and the fact that he kicked it up into the air and it was still legal. I yeah. didn't think that was. I thought that was the more concerning part. Like, yeah, the stick was a little high. And I would say it was high enough to call it no goal, but why? How is it legal to fucking kick the puck up and smack it down like that? That's actually totally legal. I mean, there, you've seen goals like that before, where like they kick it, like maybe it's in their feet, and then they kick it to their stick and shoot, and it's goal. Like that's completely Dude, legal. like to kick it to kick it five six feet up into the air though. Yeah, oh, th- that's the it, thing. It was an impressive goal, like. It was well, very... yeah, it was it was a lot of talent and hand eye coordination and way more things than I can do. I can barely <laughs> drink this fucking beer and podcast at the same time. <laughs> but fucking, I'll give them that. That was skill. No, absolutely. But I don't think it should have counted. It shouldn't have. Again, the kick aside, I, I'm not even arguing that point. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I wasn't on the ice, but they showed a thousand replays, and not it even could have been. Them. Yeah, I could. Shut up. Um, I, I, not one of those replays was like, I thought, uh, maybe it was so dumb, but that was the whole fucking series. I mean, it was everything you talk about, like the non-call with the Truba hit or like, um, uh, what was that one? Something happened in game one. I'm there. They all mesh into one big ball of PTSD. it It was penalties and this and that, but it was everything, dude. And I'll was, tell you what, what's his name going back for his helmet cost them that goal, though. Well, there you go. That's another one right there. They said that, oh, he ripped his helmet off, which, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he did. But, but he's perfe- going down. It's perfectly, no, it's legal. perfectly legal for him to pick his helmet up. Like, he didn't have to go back to the bench. And I saw they were talking about it post-game. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, Paul Bissonnette was saying, it was like, I was just going to say. Sometimes when that happens. Sometimes it happens and you pick it up and it doesn't go on quite right and it's more distracting. But yeah. I would rather have a little more distracting in a body on the ice than fucking giving up a goal in game seven. Well, that's like, what they I were think saying. that was a misplay by him. Yeah. They, I think so. One of the things that because everybody was like, I, I don't do Twitter because I can't because everybody's such a fucking asshole on Twitter. I, I just can't handle it. But. What oh, by the way, help us harass EA Sports for GM Connected. Back. <laughs> I couldn't believe uh, I'm going to die and live and die on this hill. Yeah, so no, everything they post, just post, bring back GM Connected mode. I'm not buying another NHL until they put back GM Connected. It was easily the best thing about that game. And now they're too busy sucking off the dollars from Hut. And I, well, I don't it hasn't Hutt. been it hasn't been worth buying in the last couple of years. No, it's, you're it, paying for a roster update the last three years. Yeah, and occasionally they'll throw in like a different dangle of some sort. It's so stupid. Yeah, a dangle I can't fucking do. Exactly. Yeah, it, it turns into. I'm not fucking. I'm not Nasher. I'm not sitting here doing fucking the Dadzuk and shootouts. Mm-hmm. With um, what you were saying about uh, Biz Nasty, I I was done this. I was going to bring that up because they mentioned in the rules. About how, like, Lafreniere, because, again, the argument is Lafreniere was falling down, so he grabbed the guy because he didn't want to slam the ice. Eh, probably not. I think he actually tried to fucking rip his helmet off, and he was successful. Now, the problem was, I think it was Pedersen, he fucking turns around to the ref like, oh, what the fuck, dude? That's not a fucking like, asshole. Get off the ice or grab your bucket or do something. Don't sit there and look for a fucking penalty because the ref either A, didn't see it or didn't give a shit. Which, it's playoff hockey, so he shouldn't, okay? Um, either way, do something. 
Don't sit there and be a fucking cunt for two seconds and complain that there's not a fucking penalty. Because guess what? That might have cost you the fucking series if you think about it. Like, I, don't I, – I hate that. That's one of the things that makes, like, hockey less fun. You fucking bitching about penalties. And I'm not saying the Rangers didn't do it, but look it, look what the fucking result of that was. There's plenty of penalties that happen behind the ref's back, and yep. it, it doesn't get called. So get on and I get put it, back in the play. I put it, yeah, just keep playing. Yep. And I think that um, the whole series was just a fucking train wreck. But that being said, the Rangers pulled it out of their ass. I don't even think they deserved to win that series. They didn't look as good as they need to to win a fucking Stanley Cup, and now going against Carolina, you know, Pittsburgh was injured to fucking left-ass Sunday fuck me. You know, you had their third-string goaltender in. You had Crosby out for a game. You had uh, Raquel out for most of the series. Like, and you barely scraped by. You need to that's step the, the big concern for up. That's the big concern for the Rangers. Dude, Carolina, like, is a good team a scary team and to be fair just i i don't think i'm surprised that boston did as well as they they did against carolina you also have the fact that i don't know but like freddie anderson might come back for this series i don't even think ronta did that bad of a job but you might have it would be better to have it would be better to have anderson but yeah but then you know now you have a golden controversy because auntie ronta's got a 927 save percentage so what are we doing here? If Anderson's good enough to go, are we giving him the nod? Maybe we sit him game one. What are we thinking? I would say go with go with him from the start. I mean, dude, he's almost like he he could be in the Vesna conversation for the year. No, he should be. Uh, but at the and, same time, just, and, and the Rangers are in the same. We're in the same boat last round. Like, who do we start? Because we're not getting the results we need. But anyway. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, um, Anderson has a tendency to shit the bed in the playoffs. Not with Carolina. Well, was, that do, was also but... on the Leafs. Yeah, yeah. how that work out? <laughs> I mean, it's a culture of shitting the bed in the first round. I know. I don't know what's happened. I, I, I don't... I, it, all right. I, Wait, I, hold on, hold on. Just side note. Who do you got? Canes, Rangers, yeah, and that's how many games? Yeah, that's with this. I think that it's... Yeah, man. I don't want to say. <laughs> I'm just. I'm gonna go against every fiber of my brain cells. Oh my God, every, I am so hard right now. Everything that my brain tells me, I'm gonna tell to shut up, and I'm gonna go with the Rangers in seven. Oh my God, that was such a disappointment. I thought you were gonna <laughs> say what I wanted you to say. Yeah. Oh my God, I have blue balls now. <laughs> no, uh, I can't. Right. I can't do it. I can't. I think that. All right, hypothetical situation. Um, just Sturkin has a little bit of a, you know, uh, experience in the playoffs now. Maybe he steps up. He starts to feel a little better. I already said personally, I thought Carolina should have beat Boston quicker. Uh, the fact that it went to seven games is weird. Um, you do have a pretty banged up Ranger squad, but man, they're riding a fucking momentum of a lifetime because they just won game seven overtime after being down three to one. I think the Rangers could do it. I don't know that they will, but I think it's in the realm of possibility. Yeah, I say uh, Carolina in six games. Eat a dick. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm gonna be scared to watch. I'll say that. And I, you know, like, I, one little this underlying... is the series I'm gonna watch the most of. Um, oh no, I already know. Like obviously, I'd like to watch everything, but if I don't catch something, I catch the highlights because you know I also work forty hours a week. And yeah. I have children. <laughs> yeah, a whole clan. And, uh, yeah, so I just think it's going to be uh, – I think the first three games are going to be telling, and that's easy mm -hmm. to say about anything, but I think after you get the Rangers home, I want to see what they do. I have two like really small, minute points that might be fun to watch in this series. Number one is that the Rangers and Carolina were fighting pretty hard at the end of the season – to get that first overall seed, this is where it actually matters because now they're facing each other. Now game one and game two are in Carolina game three and game four. Yeah. You're coming back to New York, but who knows where the series is at at that point. Second little teeny tiny little underlying story. Uh, Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. 
I had that circle. I'm curious dude. to see how that plays out. Because listen, dude, the Rangers, they are fighting with absolute fire in their trousers. And they were not fucking around during that Pittsburgh series. There was a lot of shit going down. Angry motherfuckers. And Tony D, everybody knows that he's got a little fucking bad blood with the Rangers. And, you know, specifically, at least Georgiev. But there's probably a couple other guys that don't fucking like him either. There was some. Well, I think it was business. Keandre Miller too. Yeah, well, that, I was going to address that because I don't. I, from everything that I've read about that, that that shit with the racism, it, it sounds like it's not true. It sounds like somebody conflated that, or it wasn't real, or whatever. I, who knows? That might be the NF, uh, the NHL just trying to cover its dick. But I don't want to accuse a guy, you know, just because one guy said it. You know, like it's almost like you can't unring that bell. Like one guy said it, and now everybody else is saying no, he didn't. But. It's like, well, yeah. everybody just assumes Tony D'Angelo is a racist. We don't fucking know well, that that's true. So I don't know. I don't really care. He is a hell of a hockey player, though. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, and he has proven. He's on a prove me contract, and he's proven it. He, he got did. a little wound up in Boston. Yeah, that was Rod fun. the Bod. Brenda Moore told him to chill the fuck out. He did. Yeah. And they they went on a one. Everybody knows he's got a fucking temper. But at the end of the day... I got a little breaking news here. Um, yeah. So, this is from the Spittin' Chicklets on Twitter. Uh, they posted, uh, Penguins Insider at Real Rob Rossi says on 93.7 The Fan that Penguins offer Chris Letang and Evgeny Melkin three-year deals worth $15 million. In though in that those low ball offers did not sit well with Sidney Crosby. Really? Huh. Yeah. That's so that's the core of the team. And I mean I think if you piss off Sid, he'll be like, Alright, I'm gonna go play I wanna go play in Colorado with McKinnon no. because oh, those no, two are no. boys. There's They're no besties. Way. I'm gonna. I just want to finish off the Carolina. Dude, everybody, everybody thinks that, but Wayne Gretzky ended up leaving the Oilers. I know, but wait, listen. Um, Tony D'Angelo has the most points on Carolina, so just worth noting. Because if if the Rangers can get in his head, it's actually a very good thing. But we've already made our predictions. Now we can move on to what you were saying. Um, there's no way. There's no way Crosby's not leaving Pittsburgh. You know, if maybe if his contract was up or something, you think he's gonna request a trade? No, it's not gonna happen. He's going to stay out his contract at the very least. And then maybe once it's up, he decides to leave for brighter shores or something like I that. Think they're, I think they'd be a dumbass to let Malkin walk. Listen, five million, that is kind of a slap in the face. I mean, he's a little older, but he's still, he looked fucking great in that series versus the Rangers. Dude, he's still got it, and he's Russian, so he's going to run forever. Look at Obi. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think uh, – I think that was – that that was Pittsburgh's attempt at keeping the core together. I understand where they did it from an administrative move, but it was probably not a great idea because I, I yeah I don't see Crosby leaving, but those two might. You might I'm, if you lose Latang, he's another one. I mean, he's older, but he still looks really fucking good. You know, he doesn't look prime Latang, but he still looks good for for five million. That's a fucking serious bargain. I'd take that any day. For three years, you know, unless he has a like a disastrous fall off in the next year or two, that's a good contract for for for. Yeah, Pittsburgh, I mean, for him. And su- surprisingly, he hasn't had that fall off. He's just he's just a solid dude. Yeah. But yeah, uh, let's roll into your comfy goalie of the week. <laughs> uh, that's going to be our new segment where. G-Man here picks his favorite goalie of the week who seems the most comfy and somebody he wants to highlight, and we probably already know where this is going. Um, But go ahead, G-Man. Take it away to your comfy goalie. Do do you have an idea of who my comfy goalie is? Because you seem to be. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Jari. Wow. What? (laughs) No. Nah, I'm joking. You're going to say it's just Durkin. Oh, uh, no. No, no, not Shesterkin. Shesterkin. Oh, really? Oh. I was oh. really expecting. He was, and I was going to kind of say that. I'd be like, he played good, but there was quite a few times, even in Game 7, where he was a no. little out of position. Absolutely. That That's the biggest thing. To, as a Rangers fan, that's the biggest reason to be shitting your pants, is because he doesn't look himself. He doesn't look bad. He actually looks good. 
but Chesterkin always looks phenomenal, you know, for the most part. And he hasn't looked phenomenal. He's looked okay, or he's looked good, or he's looked great, whatever you want to call it. Um, so no, I will not be picking Chesterkin. I, I personally hope that he, he picks it up a little bit in the next round because he's going to need to. Um, my comfy goalie is actually Jake Ottinger from Dallas, which is a shame because they did get knocked out. But that poor fuck did literally everything possible that he could in Game Seven to make that not happen. The shots you know, on that's a solid pick, man. I I really do actually respect that you picked him over. I am uh, a man of integrity, sir. <laughs> Listen, I've known you for too long. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But all right, go on, keep going. Well, I was just you know, so he had sixty four saves in that game. Uh, you know how many saves Jacob Markstrom had? 26. Jeez. 26 versus 64. I mean, it, it was night and day. And again, in terms of a comfy goalie, he looked comfy. That I remember, like, I think it was the first period, maybe. The, no, it had to be the first period because I, I fell asleep in the third. Um, he had this one blocker save. And it, was, it wasn't, like, a ridiculously nice shot or anything like that. Probably just, like, a point shot or whatever. And it was a blocker save, and he was standing up, and he just, boop, and he just fucking knocked it away like it was nothing. Didn't drop. You know, he wasn't just, oh, peak comfy. He's he's good, man. I mean. He looked great all series. It, I mean, he, he's re- exactly. He did not ha- look like he was terrible, like. I mean, he was solid NHL goaltender like that. Like that's somebody you want as your number one. And he had the best. And I hope he doesn't shit the bed next year and fucking prove me wrong. (laughs) He had the best save percentage by a wide margin in the playoffs. His save percentage. Keep in mind, they lost. Not not wide. I mean, Markstrom was 9.34 or 4.3 and Ottinger was 9.54. Nine, I, well, okay, no, I agree. Maybe I exaggerated a little bit, but nine five four is no, but that's fucking impressive. impressive. Yeah, for a team that lost, <laughs> like I, I, I would like to see who he, how he would do versus Edmonton. I mean, a way yeah. different offensive dynamo than Calgary. Don't get me wrong, Calgary is good. Calgary can score. They're just okay. not doing it right now, and it. Reminds me of the Devils from a few years ago where we had stars like Kobe and Parise and we had a little trouble scoring. Mm -hmm. I don't, I I definitely in this series in particular, I don't blame the scoring on Calgary. That was all Jake Ottinger just fucking standing on his head. But that's the thing. It's like, was it like that? Like now you look at the stats and you're like, oh, wait, it might not be them struggling. This guy yeah. might be that good. Well, I also pointed out before the playoffs even started that Calgary's pretty dependent on that first line. But uh, I saw some I think you mentioned that stuff. every episode. <laughs> it comes up when you talk about the same teams over and over and over again. You know? But if you think, like, I just think that it, it because of the fact that Jake Ottinger played so well, not just in one game, in the entire series, it'll be fun to watch how the series the battle of alberta goes because even looking at points for calgary uh johnny Gaudreau eight matthew kachuk six elias lenholm five like yeah the, the first line got some points so you kind of hope that they can kind of fill out those lines and get some supplementary scoring but if the first line can score they're going to score on mike smith because they could barely score on jake ottinger because he was playing that well they're definitely going to put the puck past fucking smith there's no question about that. Smith did not look comfy. No, quite the opposite. He and I don't think he's a bad goaltender. I actually like him a lot, but I think he's being left out to dry. I agree with that to a point. I mean, Edmonton's defense is not, like, known to be the best, you know? Out of curiosity, can you name anybody other than Darnell Nurse? Larson? you say Ekman Larson? <laughs> Ad, Adam Larson. Oh, no, no, no. He's not there anymore. I think he's in Seattle. Um, Is he really? Yeah. Oh. All so right, actually, wait, hold on. Bad example. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Nugent Hopkins, which he's a, he's a looked phenomenal. Um, oh, I thought you were... Oh, sorry. I 
I thought you said name anybody on the team. Oh, no, defenseman. Oh, Jesus. Um, Cody Cece. I, I didn't even know Cody Cece was in Edmonton, so good on you. He's got the most points for them, too. Um, Dude, they also have Duncan Keith, who I forgot surprisingly about. Surprisingly good. Yeah, uh, Duncan Keith, but he hasn't. I don't know if. Like, he's not providing what I thought he would provide to that team. And I'm no, not sure if it's the system. I'm not sure if it's his age. Yeah, I think But it's, I like expected that. more out of him. And I don't – I like to see the older guys do good. Sure. I don't like to be the guy that says, you sign somebody to a 10-year contract for X amount of dollars when they're 28, you're dumb. You're overpaying. He's not going to be good. I hate that. I yeah. want to see these guys get better. I want to see the 33-year-old 30, dude who's – people think he's past his prime, but then light it up like Justin Williams, like Mr. Game 7. <laughs> like, that shit is wild. Like, and, I mean, Corey Perry is – like, uh, who else? It's Unfortunately, Suter got knocked out. Like, there's some oh. veterans in the playoffs that – I want to see do well. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I mean, just thinking about Florida, you got Claude Giroux and you got Joe Thornton. I don't even know if Thornton's played any fucking ice at the, the time, but he's on there. You know what? That, that is kind of a reason I want to see them win. Yeah. It is because Drew is a really good player. Yeah. I think he is, since he's been on the Flyers, if the Flyers don't do good, he has been underrated. Because, oh, yeah. like, they, like, nobody talks about Drew if the Flyers aren't fucking flying. And there's two things, like, Drew and the forwards, and, like, like it seems like Philly has never really had a big scoring problem in the last couple of years. It's always been about their goaltending. And I yeah. think that goaltending issue that Philly has had forever is really overshadowing how much talent some of their team has. I mean, they let Gothisbear go to Arizona. They let Giroux go. Like, and this is like key pieces of a team they were trying to build around just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like... The Flyers used to be a team, when they played the Devils and the Rangers, we used to be like, oh, shit, like, this is going to be a tough one. Yeah. But they didn't draft well. Like, they took Nolan Ryan. It was Nolan Ryan? Nolan Patrick. Sorry, I was thinking baseball for a second. Nolan Patrick, after number two overall, after Nico Heischer, and he had concussion issues. Like, it turns out that, the Devils dodged a huge bullet by not drafting him. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure if it's exactly concussions, but last thing I heard was he had an issue, a medical condition where he gets these really bad migraines. And, like, to the point, like, how often have you actually seen him play in the last few years? You talking about Nolan Patrick? Yeah. Yeah, I know he has some sort of medical issue. They also, the Flyers just lost another guy. Um, he, he was a pretty, like, highly touted prospect. He never really panned out, but he's gonna retire from hockey. I can't remember what his name is, but same thing. It's, yeah, they just, they can't get it together in Philly, but it's just, it makes me want to see Giroux on the Panthers do better. Yeah. Like, and he has been, like, he's... He is a solid playoff player. Like, people are saying he's slouching. And I think I saw a, a graphic where it said most playoff points among active players. Somebody like Matthews had 14, McDavid had 14, Ovi and, Ovi and uh, Crosby had 14, and Giroux had 14 playoff points, too. And he's, so he's right up there with the big dogs. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's just trying to he's chasing the cup now. So I hope he gets it. Yeah. I mean, I like Florida. Obviously, unless 
if the if the Rangers get knocked out, then maybe I'll root for Florida. But until the Rangers are, as long Dude, as the you've had a hard on for the Panthers for I have, fucking last, I knew they like, would, I knew they would get years. here. And there were certain pieces that they lost, and I was like, that was a mistake. But you know what? At the end of the day, they're here right now. Hey, the Bob trade, that was a fucking, or the signing, rather. That was a disaster. But you know what? I didn't like the Patrick Hornquist signing, and that that's turned out pretty well. He looks good on them. So. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we rambled for a minute. We got anything, got anything else? Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of hit a lot of the big points. I mean, we made our picks. We got... We didn't miss anything. We got the Colorado series, the Battle of Alberta, the Battle of Florida, the New York Rangers versus the Kakalaka Hurricanes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot. We went over a little bit of breaking news with Pittsburgh looking like they're going to break up the core. And, I mean, who knows if they'll actually do it, but... Oh, Peter DeBoer got fired today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From I saw that. Uh, so Vegas let him go after three years, and this is the first year they missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I think he's going to end up on a bubble team. Somebody's going to take him. Uh, he's not a rebuilder type coach. I mean, we've seen that in New Jersey. He's uh, when after they lost the cup. And they started to go towards, like, rebuilding, like, Parise didn't resign, we don't have all of our stars. People are getting older, Marty retired, and he walked himself out of town. Tell you what, Deborah leaving Golden Knights tells me that they are in desperate pursuit of Barry Trotz. They gotta be. You know, Deborah, look, I don't like Peter Deborah, I have in previous, like... He shows sparks sometimes, and I'm like, "Oh, he's a good goalie, a uh, good, good goalie, good coach." But um, listen, you got rid of him. You obviously made the big splash picking up Jack Eichel. You're still in win now mode because it's Vegas. They're just gonna do anything they possibly can to get Barry Trotz behind that bench. And uh, if they do, great. But it's gonna I, I, Vegas is just. A very strange team. They've been trending downward forever, and I don't. I don't even Barry Trotz. I don't know if he could pull that. He could write that. What do you think? If Pierre DeBoer became the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, that doesn't help anybody. I I think it does. I don't like that at all, dude. Remember when, uh, when Vegas fired Gallant, Mm -hmm. Pierre DeBoer came in. Immediate success. Obviously, it didn't go too far, but it was immediate success. That's what type of coach he is. He went to the Sharks. He, they were, turned out to be a garbage team, but they had enough success to get into the playoffs and make a splash. Mm-hmm. Didn't end up in the end. He came to New Jersey. Had Im- immediate success. He's a coach that... He's like a three-year coach. That's all he is. He is not the Mike Babcock here for 10 years or Tortorello here for five years and get my system in place. He's like, I'm going to go in and make what you have doable. So I can see maybe a team like Los Angeles. I can see maybe a team like Nashville. I can see a team, uh, maybe the Winnipeg Jets. The Winnipeg Jets would be an awesome fit for him. I would really like to see if he can get them back into playoff shape. I but don't know. Also, Winnipeg has a lot more problems than just the coach. Yeah. Um, I think, so right, a couple of things that you mentioned, right? So Devorah has had success. But he's never had the ultimate success. He's never won a cup. He's brought in at least two or three teams to the postseason and done well, but never actually won, right? Um, you know, he did it with the Devils. He brought them to the cup and then nothing. And then the Sharks, I know he took he, – like he had like a moderate playoff run, like maybe a second-round run when he was with the Sharks and lost. And then with Vegas, 
I mean, these last few years, Vegas has just been known as choke artists, in my opinion. Specifically against San Jose. Um, You know, the last thing that they need in Toronto is another guy like that. Maybe he gets him out of the first round, but it might. I don't think it'll get you a cup. You need goaltending. I mean, that I, coaching is one thing, but I don't. It's not their biggest problem. They need a goaltender. You know what? I'll t- I'll tell you this. I was really surprised. I just looked it up because I just wanted to be made sure that you, what you were saying was correct about him never winning a cup. Because I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he start uh, apparent. I didn't realize this. He was the head coach of the Panthers. Yeah, before New yeah. Jersey. And so he went from the Panthers to Jersey to San Jose and Vegas. Yeah. And he's had good he's had success in each of those places. Yeah. But he hasn't gotten to Stanley Cup. And that's really no, all. He hasn't. What have you done for me lately, you know? Yeah, but I don't think he's a bad coach. I just think he's he's a three year coach. Yeah, well, I I think he only had three years in Vegas, so I guess they hit the nail on the head with yeah, that. Yeah, well, from the and the numbers kind of back it up. He had three years in Florida. He had four years in New Jersey. He had four or five years in San Jose, and this was the third year with the Knights. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't want to see. I mean, personally, I don't care where he goes. He's not going to New York, so that's really all that matters to me. Um, you know, there obviously he could end up on the island. You know, we know they need a coach now. I don't know. If oh, dude, I just no. They they just hired somebody. I was gonna say him and Lamorello back on the island. I fucking burn that place to the ground. Oh, I forgot about Lou. Yeah, that would have been funny. So wait, the Islanders already hired somebody. Yeah, their assistant coach. Oh, so he's probably a temporary. No, is he, he was. Uh, no, he's not interim. Uh, okay. Uh, he's he's one of those guys that's he's part of the Barry Trotz, uh, like uh, coaching tree, like somebody he brings with him all the time. Okay. And and so they hired him as the new head coach. So. Anything that this guy knows about coaching is pretty similar to Barry Trotz. Okay. Well, that should be interesting then. I mean, giving him a shot. I'm not familiar with him, but um, that's definitely uh, – well, we'll see. Forget, it would have been funnier, I, to, I it been funnier if it was Devorah. <laughs> yeah, no, I just thought of that. I, I was like, oh, it'd be cool if you went to New Jersey again because, again, I'm a New Jersey fucking fan. But – I also like Lindy Ruff. I want to see I, what he does. I want to see another year of him, at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, if you have the opportunity to get Barry Trotz, do you really even shake that stick, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting coaching shakeup because, I mean, the Red Wings are looking for a coach, too. I want to see if – I think Elaine Nezardine might end up there or not. Not Elaine Nezardine. Uh, Elaine Vigneault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. He's looking for a job, too. You, you got to think. I mean, Quinville's looking for a job, apparently. Apparently, he's trying to well, get back he's got, he, Yeah, but he's got to get permission from the commissioner yeah. to coach nope. again after They'll all the Chicago stuff. The Chicago I mean, he will. Nobody cares anymore. Yeah, I, I, I mean... You'll get like you're a, not wrong, but like... Babcock did was is still not back in the league, and yeah. he was mentally abusive. He didn't cover anything up, so it's kind of like trying to see like which issue they care about more, how they do it. Dude, the one guy from uh, who was that coach from Calgary that got fired, Bill Peters. Yeah, they yeah. never actually suspended him. He got fired, and he's coaching in the KHL, last thing I heard. But they never actually suspended him. Yeah. I, I don't so. know. I It's like Deshaun Watson, you know? Like, you, if you pick up Quinville, hypothetically, you know he's a good coach. But if you pick him up, and then all of a sudden, the you know, the league is like, well, well, he didn't really pay for what he did. Like, I don't know. Like, they, listen, if you have the opportunity and you're on a fledgling team... 
fuck it, give it the shot. You know, if he has to sit for like a couple months, all right, we'll just have the interim guy fucking, you know? So when do you think we're going to check back in? Uh, do you want to do it after game two? Um, yeah, that should be pretty telling. After the game twos of all four series, that, that we'll probably have a decent amount to talk about, you know? Yeah, so I think we'll pick it up there. Uh, I think we're running dry on topics a little bit. And if there's anything you guys want to hear us talk about, reach out on Twitter at GDH Podcast, Good Dumps Hockey Podcast. Uh, just let us know. I mean, I appreciate everybody who's listened. It's yeah. surprising it's been this many people, to be honest. Like, But it started off as just an excuse for me and him to talk about hockey. <laughs> Which we do anyway, so I might as well record So it. let's get up to like 200 listeners so I can justify buying a expensive microphone <laughs> to my wife. Right. And until next time. Have a good dump. Bring back GM. Can I good?